Okay, welcome to 2020. This is a Mr. Short Game podcast number eight. So we're early in on the podcast world and we are jamming it out. This is going to be a big year, so I'm super excited. So thanks again for listening, for watching, wherever you might be tuning in. I greatly appreciate the love and support and I truly love each and every one of you. And I do this because I love the game. Because I love you, because I want us to improve and get better at this crazy game. And it is challenging out there for sure. And this year is going to be a great year. Our mindset, my mindset, is to always improve. Always work on the weak areas to get better, to constantly grow and challenge ourselves so that we can have a successful, enjoyable time out there on the golf course. And some of you might just be like, hey, I love playing no matter what. It doesn't matter how I play, and that's awesome. Love that. And some of you might be struggling in certain areas of the game. So we want to make sure that we're doing everything possible to get improvement in the areas that we need the most improvement in. And many times, honestly, you might think you need, hey, I need to be a better potter. I need to make more pots. Uh, my chipping game's off, whatever it might be. It the The true the true root might be somewhere else. So we always that's why I always like to tackle and have you do all these different types of drills because it will identify weak areas of your game that you don't even know. And you might be a bad putter because of some other reason. Could be alignment issue, could be head posture, it could be whatever. But I want to I want to help you guys and girls out there find those areas so we can improve. Anyways, that's the goal. That's the goal of everything. And I also want to help uh, shed light on new interesting products that are uh, out there on the market. It's January 2020 right now. The PGA show is upon us. I will be there on site. I I will be testing out all the new gear on demo day. I will be at the convention all week. So it's something I look forward to every year because... There are so many products out there. I like to be where they all, most of them are, one place, and really get a good layout, good feel for what's happening, what's coming, what's up and coming, and see the the trends out there, which there are already some, and it's going to be exciting to get out there and see what's going on. But 2020 PGA Tour season has kicked off, and Justin Thomas he squeaked it out okay he did it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win man that 18 hole was eating him alive but it was either like feast or famine for him on that hole but whatever he did it and now i posted this on some social media i've got to say this i went to the titleist tpi center there in oceanside two times in the past year Okay, they had me out when they were um, releasing their T-Series irons. So I went out there, got it, got my hands on those, got to preview those, got to hit them, do all the stuff. Coincidentally, they had the new jet black bags on site that they were getting ready to ship out to the tour players for the following week's tournament. So I was taking pictures, doing some stuff, and I put a quarter in Justin Thomas's bag just for fun right? Whatever. My guy at Tyler said, look, we never took it out. So as far as we know, it went to him. doesn't matter. It still might be in his bag. Who knows? All I know 
is that that next week he won a tournament. Well, I think it was the first playoff event or one of the playoff events. He won that following week, whatever that tour event was, and I believe it was the first uh, FedEx Cup playoff event for the year. He won. Anyways, you're welcome, JT. Now, then I went back to TPI just a, a few weeks ago to test out their new SM8 wedges. So they had me out. I was hitting those, which, by the way, and I did a preview video, so be sure to check my YouTube channel if you're just listening, but be sure to check out the SM8 preview video and the uh, the SM8 review video, which is going to be launched on the 21st. The preview is currently there. Uh, incredible, incredible wedges. I know I, I've gotten a lot of pushback from people saying it's a gimmick. There's nothing new under the sun, all this kind of stuff. And I get it. I totally get what's happening. And it's, and I was this, honestly, I, I had the same mindset, the same thoughts, the same everything as everybody else out there. And then even when they were showing me the technology that's, that went into these wedges, I still was skeptical. And then when I hit, I hit the prototype, which I'll reveal to you on the 21st. And then I'll, uh, I'll give you the insight of what, what they actually did when, when I'm allowed to. So they, they, you know, I did everything and then I hit the clubs and it was amazing. And then they gave me the actual SM8 to hit there. And again, it was, it was something different. Now, is it going to revolutionize your life? No, but it's going to open up. It's going to make certain shots a lot easier and eliminate some other shots that you might have uh, with any wedge in your bag. So it's really going to help out. So anyways, so I'm there doing that stuff. And then the next PGA Tour event, what happens? Justin Thomas wins. Oh, what do you know? I've been there twice. Justin Thomas won the next tournament after I go to the Titleist Performance Institute. I'm just saying. Just saying something's happening. Okay? And I don't know. Maybe I'll go back the week before the Masters or something and do something. I don't know, JT. You let me know when you want me to go. But I'm just saying, you've, I, you didn't win for a while. I went, you won, right? And that, then I went back. Oh, you won again. <sighs> You're welcome. And I did, you know, put something in your bag. Maybe it's the quarter. I don't know, but something is going on. Anyways, congratulations for your win. Solid, solid golf. And I think you're going to have a big year. I'm rooting for you because I like your style. And I like, I love it when I see guys struggle out there and just squeak it out. Ricky Fowler. I do. I, it's fun. It's fun viewer. It's fun for the viewer to watch. Now, looking at 2020, here are some concerns I have with with the season, with certain players. Okay, now I'm rooting for players. I don't root against anybody. Even Patrick Reed, I'm not rooting against that guy. He has been beat up through heckle. Now he he earned it. He earned it. Right, you, you, hey, you get, you reap what you sow. Okay, you got, you got. Okay, but I think he's gotten enough. I think there's a time where you're like, all right, that's enough. We beat the guy up enough. Okay, 
And I, I personally think, okay, it needs to stop. Let's move on. The dude, he's probably not going to do it again. All right, now if he does it again, then give it back to him. Again, even hard. But for now, like, man, the dude, whatever. I don't know the guy. I don't have any connections with them. Nothing at all. All I know is he's been, uh, he's gotten through the ringer, okay? And I was talking to a friend of mine, a, a former pro baseball player. Uh, we were in the pro shop. We play a lot together. He's a friend of mine, great baseball player. And he he would say, he said, Matt, Matt, I'll tell you what. Don't, don't wake up the sleeping dog. Don't wake him up. And he would say that. He would get heckled. He said he was at Fenway. And they were heckling him, heckling him. And then he, whew, Stole second base. And he would just dust himself all like this. Look at the crowd and give it back to them. And to the point where finally he'd go back there and the crowd was like, they're quiet. They get it. They they don't want him to put put the smack down on their team. So they they shut it down. So he was saying, hey, if you don't want this guy to win, don't wake up, don't give him the fuel to to the fire to play better because he's been playing some pretty good golf and he he should have won. I mean, well, JT almost lost, but he could have won. He should have won. He had putts to win. He should have made that putt, by the way, Patrick Reed. Anyways, I think we've heckled the dude enough. He's I think he learned his lesson and hopefully he doesn't, you know, he doesn't cheat. But speaking of cheating, Here's the deal. I did a video over a year ago about top three ways people cheat in golf. Funny little video. Had a good time just making that thing and some, you know, with things I've seen over the years and whatever. So the video did really well. So I did another, like, let's say sequel to the video where where I did uh, top whatever, more cheating things and things I've seen. Guys have told me about other things. So I put together a fun video again. It did really well. And then go figure. I do one where you're in the bunker doing what Patrick Reed was doing, like two weeks later, a week week or two later, he does that. I, kind of ironic. I don't know. Something's going on with my videos in these guys, you know, because something's, I don't know, coincidence, whatever, I don't know. But it was just, it was kind of neat to see in a sad way how the video actually it actually happened to one of the top guys on tour in a huge, huge way. And, you know, it was sad. I'm just grateful it didn't happen, let's say, in a major. Whew. But either way, it happened. His reaction wasn't great. And there we go. He he got what, uh, what he had coming. So, anyways, I wish the guy luck. You know, I root for people to kind of overcome and do better and, let's say, recuperate, recover from things like that. Because I think people are genuinely uh, forgiving and we'll forgive and but we, you know we we like it when people are honest i just like honesty like if you mess up that's cool just admit it say ah, or i mean admit it and move on because it's going to be better in the long people will forgive and i think that's kind of where he missed the boat but anyways looking at the 2020 season that first event here's here's what saddened me about the century tournament of champions and uh it was ricky fowler and now i am a ricky fowler fan i love that guy i think he's fantastic and i'm rooting for him 
every step of the way. I love, I love just kind of his aura, what he represents, the whole thing. And he was doing great. Round one, round two, and then round three hit. And I always say, I've been saying this. Oh, it's and in a sad way. If you're a Fowler fan like me, if you're a Fowler fan, and Ricky has a great Thursday, Friday, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rough weekend for you. And dang it. Sure enough, the 2020 season kicks off just like that. And then he comes back Sunday and does pretty well. But he just, I don't know what it is. There's theres a day on the weekend where when he starts off well, that just comes back and uh, and gets him. And I don't like it. And I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm doing everything because I want to see Ricky break through with the major this year. And so... Man, it's just tough when those demons creep in the first event of the year. And he wouldn't be, I mean, he's lucky to be there because he almost blew it there in Phoenix uh, last year. Otherwise, he wouldn't, you know, things would have, uh, <laughs> I mean, he barely squeaked it out. But anyways, uh, I think, I, I'm hoping he comes through. I'm hoping he comes through because I'm a Fowler fan. I'm a big Ricky Fowler fan, so that's going to be exciting to see what he could come up with, what he can do, and how the 2020 season is going to unfold. And here's what I like. We've got the the Hawaii tournament. Now, who do you guys think is going to win in Hawaii here? What's, what's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Everybody's trying to predict, and everybody's predicting JT again and, and these guys, and uh, we got... Colin Morikawa, this is Thursday, so he jumps to a quick lead, and he's a great player, so young kid, um, and so he could do really well. There's a lot of great players. It's going to be an exciting year. I think a lot of young guys are going to win and step up this year, uh, and I'm looking forward to to seeing what's going to unfold, and Tiger has committed to, I mean, we, we, we could guess. Now, last year threw us a curveball with his schedule, so we couldn't totally guess, but typically he plays Tory Pines. So I would have guessed he would have played that and the Genesis in Los Angeles because you know, he's affiliated with them. So you would you would think those would be the two events he would put early on in schedule. And sure enough, he announced today that he was doing that. So Tiger will be at Tory and he's won there. I mean, a number of times. So that's going to be an exciting event. I'm looking forward to seeing Tiger perform there. I think Tiger is going to have a big year, and I do think he's going to rattle off another major championship. However, is he going to win the Masters? That's the key. You know, that would be two in a row. That's hard to do. He could do it. But you could see him. He is so dialed in at the the President's Cup. I mean, he was he was playing some great golf. And prior to that, awesome golf. He's going to be playing awesome golf, I think, every time he tees it up. And I think he will be healthy. He's been healthy. And he knows how to manage his body. As he gets older, he's managing his time better. And, he, man, he is striping his irons better than anybody on the planet. I don't know if he'll get to number one in the world. I don't think he will just based on how often he plays. And I think some other guys... Some of the younger guys will get hot and rattle off a few wins. So, and he won't be playing. So, I don't think he could climb up to number one in the world. But I do think he will win one of the events early on. He'll take some time. He'll get ready. 
think he'll do well at the players. I think he'll do well at the PGA Championship. And I do believe he'll get that one or go back-to-back at the Masters because that is a place where he can dominate still because he, he putts better than anybody and he's putting his irons in better positions than anybody right now. So And he's always done that. So I think he'll... He'll be a contender. I do think he'll rattle off another major this year and have multiple. Well, that would be multiple wins. I think he'll probably win three, three, maybe four times this year. It's going to be a great year. It's a Ryder Cup year. It's an Olympic year. So there's a lot of incentive for guys to play well. And you see Phil Mickelson getting ready, getting his game in shape. I don't know if I agree with the uh, hit bomb, hit bombs uh, mentality, but that's what he's sticking with. Phil's Phil, he's going to do his thing, and I'm a huge, huge Phil Mickelson fan as well. So it's going to be exciting to see what he can do this year as well, but I just don't know. I don't think Phil actually is going to get any wins, and it's going to be tough, and man, I hope he does, though. I hope, I'm rooting, I'm hoping he does, because when he's there, I'm watching, I'm, you know, edge of my seat, but I just don't, I don't know if he's got an in him anymore, so hoping, uh, Hoping I'm wrong, but I just hitting bombs these days. I don't think is the key because there's you're competing with people who hit it so much farther with such less effort. Dustin Johnson, the Brooke Kapkas. You don't need to bomb it to win. You don't, and so I I think your iron play, your mid iron play, needs to be sharp. And if all you're worrying about is crushing your driver, I think it's going to be a problem. He's got one of the best short games in the world, so that's there. I think if you dial back and work on that mid-iron game, you're going to be way, way better off than uh, than the other way around. And we'll see. We'll see. Come on, Phil. I'm rooting for you, man. Something cool that uh, that has recently been announced is you guys all know I wear the Athlon shoes. I don't, they don't pay me or anything to, to, to wear the shoes. They sent me the shoes. I love the shoes. And some people have commented how they look and whatever. I I mean, I don't care how a shoe looks personally. I care how it performs. And I actually kind of like the way they look. It's more of like, I, I call it like a softball style of a shoe. Like if, you know, if you play like co-ed softball or something like that you know a lot of you guys are out there doing that or girls and it's kind of like that without the cleats in it but it has a it just has that shape for some reason kind of more of a rounded toe and shape so uh i like it because it's a wider shoe and i have a wider foot and inserts are awesome the the technology in the shoe is fantastic and so, you know, if you want to check them out, athlons.com, I'll leave a link in the description below. Uh, use code Mr. Short Game at checkout for a discount or, you know, whatever. I think they give you an insert. Something happens, but uh, it constantly changes. But just use code Mr. Short Game. They have recently announced they have signed Bernard Longer to their staff that he will be wearing their shoes. Uh, now, why would a guy who wore another brand? I mean, the top one of the top name brands for years. Why would a guy like that switch to Athlons? Athlons doesn't have more money to give him. They don't have a more variety of shoe to give him. They have like two kinds. Well, one kind of shoe, two colors. So, it, it, you know, it can't, it's not going to match every outfit. It's got a white and a black. And 
That's it. So why would a guy like Bernard Longer switch to the shoe? And there's other guys on the Champions Tour doing it too, but Bernard's one of the top guys. It's because these shoes, you can walk. It's more comfortable to walk. You can last longer. The grip and traction is fantastic. Now, somebody was commenting on one of my videos even today that, you know, the average golfer in spikes, so even soft spikes, are get, get more distance than those without uh, spikes, with the spikeless shoes. And it may or may not be true. However, how do you feel after the round? Are you as comfortable? Are you, can you go multiple days? Are you lasting just physically? Because if, if your body's in pain, if your knees hurt, if your hips hurt, if your back hurts, it could be your shoe problem. If your shoulders hurt, it's because you're carrying yourself uh, incorrectly or something's off. So you really want to have all of all of your muscles and your joints and everything aligned, these shoes certainly help facilitate that. You know, um, Obviously, working out and taking care of your muscles and stretching add to the equation too. But again, if you are not in good you know, working order, it's going to affect your distance. Now, okay, again, you might, get, you might get more distance. I haven't found it to be true, but are you straighter? Are you more secure in the ground in terms of like your stability in your golf swing? You might be able to swing, you know, outside of yourself more with, with the spikes in the ground. Can you though? I mean, that's what they're saying because the long drive hitters are using athlons. Kyle Berkshire. I mean, he's wearing, he's swinging the club 150 miles an hour. I don't think most of us are doing that. So in terms of, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see the evidence there. Why would a long driver use a spikeless shoe and win the long drive contests? And yet the data says the spike shoe is getting the average player more distance. More distance. It's possible, but is it getting you more accuracy? Because that's really going to be the key. And is it helping your body in the way that it should? And I'll tell you, I have a funny Bernard Longer story Back uh, 1993, uh, I know I was still I was alive, and I was uh, reading uh, Golf Magazine, Golf Digest, or something. They and I had ordered the magazine, and I got it. And inside, they had the little tear-off cards, and it said, "Pick the winner of the majors." And at the time, the Masters was the first major. So, uh, and I'm thinking, I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll fill this out, and you win a prize." And they had a list of prizes. So I was like, okay, great. Uh, who do I pick? Anyways, I went to bed that night, and it was the week of the Players' Championship. And this is a true story. Okay, I'm not making any of this up. I have a dream that night that Bernard Longer shoots shot seven under par. He, or he was seven under par in my dream. Okay? And there, there was no tournament associated with it. It wasn't like I was dreaming about him at the Masters or anywhere else. It was just... I had a dream, Bernard Longer was in the dream, and he was seven under par. That's all I know. That's all I remember. When I woke up, I was like, that's weird. And anyways, in, when I woke up, it was Thursday morning, the day of the first round of the players, 1993. And go look this up. He shot a 65 that day to take the lead. He was so that's seven under at TPC Sawgrass. Seven under. So I'm thinking, oh, that's a trip. He, he, uh, he, he shoots seven under, and I dreamt that he was seven under. This is weird. So, But at the time, 
and I think it still might be true to this day. I don't know. Uh, you can comment below. Let me know the facts. But he, it, nobody had won the players and then won the Masters the same year. So I'm like, oh, man, okay. And the announcers were saying this or something like that. So I'm, I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm going to send in my card. But if Bernard Longer wins the players, I'm not sending his name in there because I know he's not going to win. But I did dream about him, seven unders, and it happened. So something's going on. Anyways, he doesn't win the players. He finishes second place. So I'm like, okay, he's obviously playing well. So let me put his name on there. Boom, sent the thing in. And sure enough, Bernard Longer goes on and he wins the Masters that year. And so I'm thinking to myself, uh, I'm going to win first prize. Who's going to pick that guy? Nobody. I'm, I mean, he didn't win the players. I mean, he's playing well. So I don't know. But anyways, I finished. Uh, I think I got the fourth place prize, which was a top flight golf bag at the time. So it was kind of cool. And I have always been, ever since that time, a huge Bernard Longer fan. Just because he, I feel like he won me a golf bag. So it was uh, it was super encouraging to to be a part of that and uh, just see that. So now here we are, you know, many years later, and I'm you know I've got my friends at, at Athlons, and we've built a relationship over the years, and or, or over this past year, and I really like their shoes, and I, I wear them all the time. So, and there we go. Now they they sign their their really big name player Bernard Longer to their their crew. And looking forward to seeing just, you know, what happens and how he performs. Hopefully it's it's a good thing. And I, th- I think he will be. He's a, a dedicated um, dude, massive practicer. And it's always been, uh, he's been a big inspiration in, for me as a golfer to see him uh, perform and do his thing over the years. So I wish you all the best out there, Bernard. And uh, I know you're going you're gonna to crush it this, this year. Now, what, we're gonna, what I wanted to kind of wrap this podcast up with was winter golf practice. You know, what are the things we can do here? It's winter. It's January. We're in the thick of it. I mean, it's 70 degrees outside my window right now. I'm in Los Angeles. So it's it's nice. I was playing golf yesterday. It was fantastic. It was even warmer yesterday. So we get a lot of this out here. We get some rain. But for the most part, we're playing nearly year-round. So but what are we? What, what about the rest of you? What about the rest of the country? What are the things that you can do to improve your golf game uh, throughout the winter, so that when spring, when you can start really playing, you are at your peak performance? And I do believe you can do that. So I do believe uh, there's a lot of things you can do in the gym that can help you in your golf swing. So if uh, you know if you have a trainer really go and try to work with that person so they can help you you know learn about the different kind of swing swing drills swing training things that you can do to help you uh keep your club head speed even when let's say you're not hitting or playing as often so do that you know i go in there i do a in in my cardio workout routine i've got like an eight pound squishy ball and i'm swinging it like I would a driver and I don't throw it. You know, a lot of people throw the ball or throw it to somebody. I don't throw it. Usually I swing it and, and cause you got to train even the muscles on the opposite side to slow down and it helps your speed up muscles. So you do it, swing it like a right hand and don't throw the ball, just keep it and then do it again. Left, like you're hitting lefty the same way. So you can go both muscles 
that's one thing I do. I do a lot of the, you know, you see them uh, doing the rope swing with your arms up and down. I do a lot of that stuff. So try to get with a trainer and just work on those types of drills and your trainer should be able to help you out in terms of what you can do in to help your golf game during the off seasons, you know, just so you're staying strong. You don't want to lose that muscle tone and muscle strength when it comes to uh, swinging, swinging your club. And then there's a number of, you know, swing speed training devices, the swing sticks and things like that, that you can check out. And those can help you, you know, swing in your, in your room, in your office, in your garage, things like that. And if you have access, obviously a lot of ranges are open. So make sure you constantly at the range and what I would do is mentally play golf courses in your head when you go to the range so I would warm up with like say 20 or 30 balls and then I'm playing a course in my head so I'm hit a driver boom hit the shot and the best thing that you can do well I don't know if it's the best thing but what I like to do is play the course that the PGA Tour players are playing so they're at Wiley country club so have that have that you know vision in your head and download off the internet a score uh, a scorecard from that course and just try to play from your tee boxes at your range the course they're at that week so when you go you can say oh i'm playing okay and then next week i'm at whatever i'm at tory pines and i'm hitting this shot or i'm at la quinta and so you, you always have a different course each week or Maybe it's a course you're going to be playing a lot in your neighborhood. So add that into the routine. So just mentally play courses, if you can, at the range. And then the other option would be the SkyTrack uh, launch monitor, swing simulator. That is something I would highly recommend. Link in the description below. Again, use code Mr. Short Game. I use it all the time. It's a great thing to see how you're spinning the ball. It's really, it's incredibly accurate. And you can virtually play courses all around the world with the upgraded, I think for a hundred bucks, you can get the additional uh, courses or depending if you're using a Mac or PC, it's it's different. So you got to look into that. But I I like it for working on my swing when I'm doing swing drills. I can see what happens. I don't have to go to the range. I can hit at home into a net. If you have an indoor place, that's great. Garage, you know, there's a lot of things you can do, ways you could set that up so it can really benefit you in a good way. So check that out as well. That's great ways to to get your winter golf practice going so that you can really stay sharp for when spring, um, you know, springtime or when your course opens. Now, how do you do putting? Putting is going to be tough, but you can always work indoors on a carpet or an indoor putting mat. That's great. And I like to always do a drill where I just press my hands together against the putter handle and putt that way where I'm squeezing my hands together. So I have a video coming out that will show that there's like, I just shot it the other day. So it'll be on my YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out. It's the top five ways to be a better putter without ever practicing. Go figure. That's I'm still working on the title, but basically it's the top five ways to uh, to get better putting without ever practicing. And you can do it because I know the average player just doesn't practice their putting. You just don't. Let's be honest, okay? 
for the most part, you hit a few pots and then you go on the course. You don't spend an hour or two hours on the putting green like you do when you go to the driving range. You hit balls for an hour at the range, and I would say maybe five minutes of that is actual good practice. I'm sorry, but it's true. Most of it's a waste of time because we just don't do it right. And even I go hit balls, and I, and I don't do it right all the time. It takes a lot of focus to really do it right, to maximize what you're doing. And if you're willing to do that, you'll be great. But most people just go hit balls, and they go play. Or they go hit a bucket of balls, and they go home. But we've got to start you know, slowly uh, doing things so that your focus on shots grows every time you go to the range. So... Ultimately, the whole hour it takes to hit a bucket of balls or an hour and a half is focused work. That would be the goal. But for the most part right now, it's probably five minutes, okay? And there's no focused putting practice. You're not doing a three-foot circle drill till you make 30, 40, 50 in a row. That would be awesome if we all did that. But most of us do a little bit, and then we, we're done. So be sure to check that video out because when you're playing, you can utilize that time where you're just standing around and actually get better on the greens. And I think you can uh, can benefit greatly. So always be checking the website for new videos. The, the plan is uh, three videos a week. That's the plan. You never know how, how it pans out. But I would like to do um, a tip, tip drill video, uh, some type of review product or something like that or some type of fun video in there, and then uh, the podcast, this on there. So this is this is meant to be listened to, not really watched. So, uh, you know, that's, but that's why it's here on YouTube. So you can listen to it if you're just a YouTuber, and it's also gonna be on all the podcast stations as well. So be sure to check that out as well. Subscribe to the podcast. If you just wanna listen to podcasts, that's great. Then just listen to this and don't watch it or just watch it. Don't listen. Either way, <laughs> it's good. You're all good. And we're going to have a great year. I've got a lot of cool collaborations coming out. I had one kind of unexpected take place. And that video will be dropping on Monday. It's with the Dan and Lincoln from What's Inside. And they did a little cameo on my channel for me. And we had a cool time on the golf course and they gave me some tips on how to cut open my fake Titleist driver because you guys have been asking me to cut that thing open ever since a weight got lodged inside the head and just a little preview, little sneak peek, uh, it was in there. It, it, it was there and it was interesting where it was in there because where it was didn't make sense at all for how the ball flew uh, when it hit the driver. It was, it was, it was cool to see, and it was fun, fun to cut it open. Oh, and they also talked me into cutting my real Titleist TS3 driver open to compare the two. So I did that also. Those guys, it cost me so much money, but I cut it open, and it's you're gonna see it on Monday morning. So be sure to stay tuned and get uh, get that all that info. <laughs> craziness that it went down so that was exciting obviously my my boy mike from golf holics and i will be doing a lot of content we're shooting again next week we're doing more stuff together it's just fun you know we're we're playing a lot together you guys have been giving me a hard time too 
yeah, he's, he, he has my number right now. I will give him credit. He has been playing well. And we played uh, another, we didn't play a match. We played out at Pelican Hill again. And he, he played great. I played great too. I think he got me, and he just, I think he got me on the last hole, but we weren't playing a match, but he, I think he, he was uh, one or two better than me anyways. He had a great, a great day. It was a great round, and uh, I think he hit the shot of, I don't know, the shot of the year in, uh, we did the video in 2019, so I think it was a shot of the year on that final hole. Uh, you'll have to watch the video to see it, but it was a fun, it's, I mean, that course is pretty awesome, so if you ever want to uh, have a great experience on the links pelican hill you can book a tea time there it's expensive but be sure to check them out there in newport california dana point newport so uh pelican hill golf resort beautiful spectacular course them them and a monarch beach is nearby we play there a lot and it's kind of the midpoint between where i live and where he lives but he's coming up to my home track next week and we're going to play and shoot uh probably three videos when we play, we'll see uh, how how the time works out. But again, we're going to be doing a lot more content and we are going to hopefully, the plan is to do more content with other people as well. Maybe do a little traveling together and and spending more time uh, collaborating because we, we truly believe we're on the same page. We, we think it's just it's going to help everybody, uh, everybody's channel and help you guys and give you guys more variety more stuff where two channels come together and it's it's fun we got a lot of great feedback so we're going to keep that keep that rolling and also be sure obviously to subscribe to the podcast my youtube channel and i have some merchandise if you want your mr short game hat is here we have alignment stick covers in white so why do i have alignment stick covers well because i want you guys to practice and i want you to have alignment sticks i don't sell alignment sticks Go to Home Depot. They're super cheap. Uh, anyway, and if I sold them, they'd be like $25. So if you go to Home Depot, they're like 5 bucks. So go do that. Get your alignment sticks. And then, because they break all the time. So you don't want to waste all that money buying a custom Mr. Short Game alignment stick cover. But you want your alignment stick cover. You want your alignment stick cover, not your alignment sticks to break. So you want your alignment stick cover to protect your sticks from scratching the tops of your club head. So uh, that's there too. Anyways. Podcast number eight, kicking off 2020. We're going to keep it alive. We're going to have some guests. We're going to do everything we can to give you guys content that is relevant, that helps your game, helps you improve. We're going to be out at the PGA show coming up in a couple weeks, looking at all the new gear. It's going to be exciting. Love you guys. Good luck out there. See you next video.